Hi doctor, are you currently seeing patients with shoulder pain? What about frozen shoulder? What if I could teach you a neurological treatment system in which you could literally take a person from frozen, frozen shoulder to a full range of motion in two visits? And this system is so powerful that we guarantee results in two visits or we don't accept the patient for care. Hi, I'm Dr. Andy Barlow. I'm a board certified chiropractic neurologist. I also carry a fellowship in functional neurology and every Wednesday night at 5 p.m. I'm giving a one hour seminar free of charge. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help your community. I'm here to help our profession go to the next level. I personally look forward to seeing you every Wednesday night. I want to, I want to completely change your life and change your community's life. And I can help you do that because I've helped hundreds if not thousands of doctors from Europe to Canada all the way to New Zealand with these types of health issues, okay? So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 5 p.m. Central on the webinar. Have a great day. I look forward to seeing you on, it, on the internet. My name is Mark Anthony uh, with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. I'm excited today because we have a special guest, Dr. Dana O'Keefe, DC, CCSP, out of Maitland, Florida. Beautiful, beautiful area. You can actually contact her at restoringhealth.center, restoringhealth.center. And uh, today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about the most, one of the most important things that a lot of doctors and people don't talk about. It's the gut brain, uh, functional medicine and neurofeedback. Why am I bringing these interesting words up? Because this is the future, the future that I believe that it's not just now, but it's the future that I believe that's going to be saving lives. And many people need to really pay attention to this because the gut brain, I feel that is being ignored. And today we're going to be talking about that. And um, I just want to say thank you so much, uh, Dr. Uh, O'Keefe, for being here with us today. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited to, to share all the little things that are in my brain. It's, um, I used to be a teacher. So for me, it's like, just go ahead, ask away. And I'm happy to share. Well, tell us how you, for one thing, how you, you got into, uh, I call it saving lives, helping people and chiropractic care and, and regenerative, uh, medicine. Okay. So that really is a fun story. Um, I actually was a, um, I was a dance teacher. And I had, um, you know, and I also love to jump horses and I had had my fair share of concussions <laughs> due, due to jumping horses. Uh, but this one day I was, uh, I was running to my mom's house and I was, she was in the hospital. I was going to take care of her dog mm -hmm. and I threw the food down and I came up and I whacked the back of my head, knocked myself out. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. I could tell it wasn't good. I was feeling that, that, oh my God, I'm in woo-woo land, right. you know? <laughs> and um, so I just kind of like, I didn't want to go to the hospital. I, I just, I just left it. And um, that happened on a Friday. And by Monday, I started slurring my speech and oh. I kind of felt like I had this tunnel vision and I was like, yeah, I sounded like Rain Man on four martinis, you know, it just, it just <laughs> was so uncute. 
And so I called my chiropractor because I was like, you know, being a dancer, I was very much aware of, hey, my neck doesn't feel right, you know. So I figured, well, you know, maybe I just did something to my neck, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I, I called my chiropractor and she's and I didn't remember it because I was in woo woo land, you know, she right. told me to go to the hospital. In the meantime, um, I thought I had an appointment. So my friend calls me up who you met, Kelly. Right. And she says, are you going to see, you know, your doc? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, how are you getting there? I'm like, I can't drive. <laughs> and, and she's like, how about if, how about if I drive you? <laughs> so she picked me up and I get there and Dr. V looks at me and her eyes got like saucers and she's like, you're going to the ER. So went to the ER, um, miracle, man. I was in and out of the ER in, in like an hour wow. um, with a CT scan done. And basically they're like, yep, no brain bleed, you know, sent me back to, to the chiropractor, right? So, and Dr. V does things a little different. She uses instruments, so there was no concussion or anything. And she worked on me a little bit. And in 20 minutes, I started talking normal. And mm. I was like, what? I mean, I always knew that chiropractic could fix my achy dancer body, right? But I never really thought about the neurological implications of it, never crossed my mind. So I did about two months of research and um, wrote a 22 page proposal to my husband oh. because I felt like I needed to go back to school. And wow. um, so, and you don't really do that. You don't jump into that lightly, <laughs> you know? So um, I wrote this proposal and I thought, well, there's one of two things, either this is my path or I just hit my head too hard. Exactly. And both, both were very real possibilities. <laughs> so, so long story short, off I went and um, became fascinated. I love chiropractic. It was absolutely wonderful. But I became more and more and more fascinated with the fact that we have such a... Um, a, a gap in our health care that um, folks don't really have an option as far as where do I go if I've got something wrong? I don't necessarily either need medication or want medication. I would rather a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. And so I've worked on my internal medicine diplomate and continued down that rabbit hole. And as time went on, right. I just pretty much just do functional medicine, which is I run lots of blood work. I run stool analysis. I run all kinds of, I, I'm a big believer and I'd rather test than guess any day. So I take the time to sit and read read these tests and study the tests and come up with a care plan that's going to incorporate diet. It's because you have to, you absolutely have got to pay attention to diet. It's going to probably incorporate some supplements, you know, if you need them, um, you know, exercise, there is not much in life that exercise can't help, you know, um, in some way we were meant to move, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> if you want to get super basic, when I, when I teach courses at my church, I'm like, okay, super basic, right? What do you need to stay alive? Well, you've got to eat and drink something that's healthy, yep. hopefully, right? You got to breathe, you got to sleep, you got to move and you got to poop. And those things are absolutely required. Um, without those, you're going to have problems. And so enter functional medicine, folks come in, they usually have issues with one or more of those little areas. So I'll pull together a care plan and I'll incorporate, depending, you know, mm -hmm. if I've got someone who comes in with bad anxiety and depression, well, mm -hmm. of course, I'm going to look at their adrenals, I'm going to look at their 
gut because of the gut brain connection. And I'll probably have them, we'll probably do a brain map, you know, to see, can I see the anxiety, depression? Has it actually changed the brain waves, you know, in the brain and we can train that. And so I can help them with their symptoms while I'm helping them get better, you know, over the long haul. So my goal is to help them regain, but also maintain their health. My, you know, my thought is I don't, you know, I get patients like, well, my doctor told me I have to be on this medication the rest of my life, you know, and I don't know, I just don't picture God up there going, oh, yeah, I knew I forgot to give him that med, dang, you know, and so I think our bodies are, they're meant to heal, they're meant to, you know, but it's, what are we doing to them? And and how are we taking care of them? Do we even think about it? Do we even think about what self-care should be? Um, we know how to take care of our lawn and we know how to take care of our car and we know how to take care of our house and, you know, but we don't really think about like, we know, yeah, let's do laundry. We clean the clothes, right? Exactly. We don't really think about what do you do with this creation? I mean, this mm-hmm. is, is brilliant. Because yeah. it was created to heal so, itself. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. As long as you give it what it needs, you know, you're, you're good to go. And, and we do look at a couple things here, you know, at restoring health, we will look at structure, you know, because yeah, somebody comes in and they've really hurt themselves. They're in pain, they're inflamed, they're this, they're that. Um, I have patients who long-term like, okay, someone who has, you know, acid reflux, you'd be amazed if, if you just work the diaphragm a little bit. I mean, I've had patients where I just worked the diaphragm and they were on antacids for years Wow! and one treatment and they're like, Oh my God, this is great. I don't need that anymore. I'm like, yes. You know, I, you know, I just gave you a bunch of years left and I I, I won't go through (laughs) the whole physiology of it, but yeah, you know, so, so, you know, so we look at that, you know, we look at, we have to look at stress. We have got to look at the emotional component. Would you say that's the main component you see? It would be stress. Oh, right now. Yeah. Or the top, what would you say the top three? Because we can use words that are functional medicine. And I'll be honest, even Uh someone like myself, because I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the industry around a lot of doctors, but a lot of layman people, when they hear the word functional medicine, they're like, how do I know that I need functional medicine? Yeah. I mean, is it an yeah, underlying? Yeah. Is it an underlying disease? What is it? And if so, right. what does that mean? Okay. So I get that question all the time. You know, I'll be at the grocery store. What do you do? They'll see me in my scrubs. I'm like, well, I'm a functional medicine physician. <laughs> what that? is that? You know, <laughs> so, ooh, what's that? Um, uh-huh. So what, what a functional medicine physician is, is someone who just is looking for the cause of uh-huh. what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. So you come in, you've got anxiety, depression. Right. Okay. So my question is not, okay, here you've got anxiety, depression. I'm not going to just throw some supplements at it or, uh, you know, a medical doctor would throw, you know, an SSRI or antidepressant or something along that line. No, no, no. My, my question is why? It's always why. Okay. Why are you seven years old and you're depressed? Come on, yeah, There's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Okay. So I'm like, well, if you're seven, and you're coming in and you are on a antidepressive medication. And I have patients that, that, that fall in that category. I would be like, well, okay, I'm going to look at your gut all day long. I, I would 
dollar to donuts bet there is inflammation in the GI tract, and we can do some testing and figure it out. There's probably a food sensitivity. There might be a hidden infection. My kids with uh, ADD and ADHD, 99% of the time, I'm going to find hidden infection. I'll find C. diff. I'll find H. pylori. I'll find a combination of them. Wouldn't you, you know? just give me a pill or something that'll just make that go away? I mean, don't couldn't you just give me something that'll block well, that? There's okay. So again, you know, you, understanding the the microbiome, right? Oh, you are so pulling me down. <laughs> um, okay, so understanding the microbiome, right? We have more bacteria, quote, or probiotics, if that sounds better to you, in our bodies than we have human cells. Okay, now those little probiotics, they actually do things. They create, you know, vitamins and transmitters and they create hormones, they create things, right? Some good, some bad. Okay. Um, but everything is a balance in there, right? It's like a, like a garden, right? You want it to be balanced. If one thing overgrows, other things are undergrown, right? So when I look at a stool analysis, I'll go, okay, certain things are not supposed to be there. Okay, C. diff, you know, you really don't like that there, right? Um, H. pylori, you don't really like that there. Um, so those are considered, I call them frank infections, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you have bacteria that's supposed to be there, but it can overgrow. And when it does, that's more of an opportunistic mm -hmm. overgrowth, but it can still be kind of infective in nature. So you handle them differently. Okay. Um, diet, especially if you have something like candida overgrowth, candida is normal in the, in the GI tract, but if it overgrows, it can become a big, bad monkey. And so that I would put a certain diet on candida okay. loves sugar. So we, so we would take you off sugar and, um, you know, and then give you certain antimicrobials, herbs and things like that, mm -hmm. that would help your, your immune system out, build your immune system up and balance it all out again, you know? Now the infections that are more frank, you know, those we'd give you things that might be more antibacterial or in the case of H. pylori, zinc carnosine is always fabulous, you know? And relatively easy to get under control, you know? Um, it's just a matter of balancing it all out, you know, properly. And then you get off of what you're, you're on and hopefully you have a nice healthy diet and we don't overgrow or pack up anything. You know, you can tend to get those infections too. I'll see a lot of infections with people who are on antacids. And I guess okay. I have gone down that rabbit hole a bit today, but um, it's just because you need to have a certain amount of hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Part of what it does is if there's, you ingest something, type of bacterial and bacteria in some kind of food, right? Gets into the hyal hyaluronic or the HCL, the hydrochloric acid, and it's, ah, ah, it dies, right. you know, so it doesn't make it into your intestine, right? So where it can't set up camp. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I find people who are on those antacids, I'll test them and I'll usually find some kind of at the very least opportunistic bacteria overgrowth, but I usually find frank infection, you know, based on that H. pylori mm -hmm. is super common anyway, you know, so it's, it just depends, you know, I guess that's the answer is it's every patient is different. Mm -hmm. I don't treat conditions. So I could have five patients with the same quote diagnosis, but they're all going to have a different care plan, if that makes sense, because okay. they're different. You know, I don't treat conditions. I treat people. Okay, so, so out of the people you treat, 
what would you say are the top between three to five things that you normally see? You said one of them was stress. What would you like things that you see mm-hmm. that people come to? You for? Constipation. Constipation. Okay. Constipation. Hey, oh my God. Just drink a cup of coffee, right? No? I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you how many people, <laughs> like, they just don't poop, man. It's just like, it, it's amazing. Um, and it's not usually, not usually too hard. And those are the folks that then are going to be very toxic, mm. right? Because that's how do you, how do you get the toxins out of your body? Right. So, and toxins can cause inflammation. So the three things that cause inflammation in your body, which is going to be the underlying problem for everything, right? It's going to, you name it, inflammation is going to be the underlying problem. So what causes inflammation? Number one, infection. Number two, food sensitivities. And number three, toxins. Hmm. Those are the biggies. And you can put in toxins, you can put everything from pesticides to round, you know, roundup on our food. That's why it's important to eat organic. Um, You know, you can also put mold, you know, in there because when mold gets situated in the GI tract, the, the, the danger of it is not the fact that it's mold, but that it pops out something called mycotoxins, which is it's just toxic to the human body. And it's usually to the nervous system. So when I'm dealing with, um, you know, for example, I that's one of the things that I look at. I had this kid, I guess she's about eight or so, just like anxiety. Her problem was anxiety at eight. You know, wow. and I was like eight seriously now at eight. And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of went in and I you know, was really talking to the mom and trying to get get as much information as I could and come to find out that there was a mold exposure. I said, let me test her to see if she has mycotoxins. And sure enough, she did. And we've been treating that concomitantly with doing neurofeedback. And oh, man, this kid is just night, night and day better. You know, I mean, we're about two minutes from having this whole thing, this whole monkey on the run. And um, it's so fulfilling when I get to see especially our kids get better I mean it's because it's it's hard for me I'm 58 and I'm I'm like I wasn't depressed or anxious when I was eight you know and so when I have kids coming in and I'm just seeing more and more and more and more kids coming in on medication for anxiety and depression at a young young age and it's heart heart wrenching you know and so when I can get them and fix them I'm like yes because these this is our future you know, this is our future. These are our babies, you know, and, and so if they're starting on medication at eight, where are they going to be at 48? Right. So, you know, we were talking about how the different pathways get cut off with medications. And again, I'm not anti-medication, but the longer you're on something, the greater the chances of some kind of a side effect side effect, you know, down the line or some kind of an issue down the line, you know, you don't get enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach. You won't break down iron. You won't break down protein. You won't break down B vitamins and calcium. Those are the top four uh, nutrients that your body will break down right there. And if you don't break it down in the stomach, you're not going to absorb a good percentage of it and you'll end up with issues you know, that's why they say, you know, if you take this for a long period of time, you could end up with osteoporosis. And it's because you don't, you're not breaking it down, you know, so the body can absorb it kind of a thing. So that's just one medication. There's, there's others that you could go down the line for. So again, you know, I could have five patients, five different conditions, five, the same condition. And depending on things like what medications they're on, what their diet is like, you know, we're going to, 
treated. I mean, I have some patients come in, their diet's pretty good, you know, and that's, whew, that's one thing off my plate. I don't have to, I don't have to go there, but you know, more times than not, you know, I need to, to go there. So we're, we're looking and we've got anxiety, depression is a biggie. Constipation is a biggie. That is multiple reasons, you know, for that. Um, gosh, I guess those guys, I guess ADHD, I see, I see a bunch of that. Um, I could go right through my functional medicine thing. A lot of it, uh, in, in all honesty, you know, like the, the latest patient I had was anemic. That was a an acid problem. So some of it's from medications, um, wow. gut issues. Gut so what, issues. I, what I'm I, hearing from you is this goes, I keep, keep mentioning the food. Mm-hmm. So most of these people that are patients that are in here, are, mm-hmm. it's because of the stuff that they're eating. Sure. And so sure. H- how does that, the functional medicine part, because you talk about neurofeedback, how do those work together okay. or do they? So they're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All day long because you have, we, we have affectionately called it the gut brain connection. Okay. The gut is our second brain. And I like to, I like to put it this way. Um, when I'm talking to different patients, I'm like gut on fire, brain on fire, like just kind of visualize wow. that, right? Infl- inflammation, inflammation. It, the, the main connection is, is from the, the vagus nerve, cranial nerve 10. Okay. So there's a feedback loop that happens there. Okay. And when you are inflamed in your gut, you will be inflamed in your brain. So mm. what is, what will inflammation cause? Well, it depends on what part of the brain is inflamed the most right? Oftentimes we'll find it up here in the frontal lobe and that's going to be your focus. It's going to be your attention. It's going to be your concentration. Um, Sometimes we'll have it in the temporal lobe. It's real interesting when I have patients who come in with tinnitus and I'll do a brain map on them and their temporal lobes Mm -hmm. are really hot, you know, and their gut really hot. So that happens to be where they're, you know, manifesting, you know, their symptoms, so to speak. So when I'm treating a patient or, you know, you're having anxiety, depression, memory problems, things along that line. So when I treat somebody, I try to get the inflammation out of the gut. So the inflammation can go out of the brain. We train the brain so we can make those neurons have make more connections. And, you know, you pretty much have a person who's better. <laughs> That's the goal, right? Is to have a person who's better. Right. But, you know, I have someone who will come in with dementia, you know, they've been diagnosed and, and it's like, okay, so if you want to stop that decline, you're going to have to do something different. And that means you have to get the inflammation out, which means I tell them right up front, I'm going to mess with your diet. I have to mess with your diet. And the most inflammatory substance out there is going to be sugar. Grains are going to be, uh, are going to cause your sugar to spike. So I'm going to be, you know, going after sugar and grains and, and anything that they might have a particular sensitivity to. Um, Sometimes people have sensitivities to food that's perfectly healthy. You know, it's like pineapple. I see that all the time. I don't really know what the deal is with pineapple. Pineapple works. I I, don't. I mean, there's a lot of healing. No, it's great, but oh, it does. But I have uh, I run food sensitivity tests, and I mean, it always surprises me that I'm like, what's the deal with pineapple? I mean, Uh, I I just get a lot of a lot of people come back with sensitivities to it, and I'm always like, I don't know. It just kind of was kind of shocks me, you know. But like, that's a healthy food, right? 
And uh, so sometimes you can have something that's perfectly good, but for whatever reason, your body sensitivity, right? And it's very different from um, sensitivity is very different from an allergy. Okay, so an allergy is like you eat something and anaphylactic, you know, you Mm -hmm. turn red and, you know, rush to the hospital, right? That's an allergy. But a food sensitivity, sometimes you just don't even know it because it's affecting some other part of the body. Wow. You know, like, like gluten, you know, people like to beat up on gluten. Gluten's fun to beat up on. Um, And I have patients who, and I've tested them. I've done that, like, what is it, like 14 or 16 different markers. And it's like, this one gentleman came back and it was like a bunch was, I was like, you shouldn't even think the word glue. I mean, it shouldn't even be in your, don't even, it's not in your environment. Right. And, but I love my pasta, you know, and I was like, oh dude, you know, eat it and die. But um, I was like, okay, this is the deal with you. He doesn't get any kind of GI distress when he eats gluten. Okay. But his kidneys. I watch his kidneys go down and down and down and down and down in function. That's what he gets, right? Wow. Now I have a friend of mine who, if she eats gluten, her hands go numb for like two weeks. Like, okay, so that is like a direct, okay, I'm not doing that anymore kind of thing. So that's almost better because you can kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. But if you've got kind of one of those subclinical, you know, and that that's now we're talking about autoimmunity and that's kind of what you're at, you know, when you eat something uh, or whether you've been on antibiotics or there's a lot of stress in your life, what happens is you have these little cells that are, that line your intestines and they kind of pop open. All right. Now you can have transient quote leaky gut. That's, that's that term, right? It can be transient and that's normal. Right. But what happens is if you have enough of a frank attack on it, whether it's the antibiotics, long term stress, um, food sensitivities, whatever, those little tight junctions pop open. And now you got a little bit more space there. And so things that normally would just kind of go in your mouth and out the other end. Right. They now get out into your system. Well, they're not supposed to be there. Gluten is one of them. That is a protein that's not supposed to be there. And then the immune system looks at it and goes, oh, my God, it's an enemy. Get it. Right. So it mounts its attack and it goes off. And your immune system is so brilliant because it has a memory and it takes a look at that and it goes, "Okay, I know you did. I I know what you look like. And the next time I see you, I got your number. I know I know how to take care of you. So now gluten pops out there again and the immune system's going after it, going after it. But our immune system looks at things molecularly. Mm -hmm. Right. If you go back to chemistry. Right. So it's looking at gluten. And then it kind of looks up at your thought. Your thyroid looks a little bit like gluten. Oh, my God. Boys, get it. Get it. Right. That's autoimmunity. Right. It's kind of like Mr. Magoo. Right. I don't know if you remember Mr. Magoo. Oh, yeah. The, uh, now now I'm, I'm dating myself. OK. With the big glasses. Hey, has it, like, has, oh, my has, God. Has it been called? Has it been canceled? Yet, so you're good. Oh, oh, it hasn't been canceled. No. Oh my God! I had, something. I had to have. I had, I had to have fun there. Had to. I have no idea anymore. What What is still going? I don't apparently know. Doctors. I know. I know. Apparently, Doctor Seuss He's is done. good either. Yeah. Um, I, I. Whatever. <laughs> hey. So, if, you, so, if you can't laugh about it, you'll cry. I'm playing. No, it's true. It's true. Maybe I can make a cartoon about oh about that's, autoimmunity and, that's awesome. and the thyroid. Get, that'd be, that'd right? be cool. <laughs> it, it, you know, but that's that's autoimmunity, right? And your thyroid's under attack 
and it's like, what did I do? You know, it's like, well, you look like gluten, you know, and, <laughs> and it can be anything. It can, and it can be your brain. You can have quote leaky brain. Mm-hmm. You can have leaky heart. You can have any of these, anything that has, you know, that those little cells in there. And when you get inflamed, they can pop open. Now, why one particular part of a body for one person and another? Right. I don't know. There's probably some genetics involved, you know, um, but there can also be certain chemicals involved you know like for example one of the things they found with parkinson's parkinson's is very much an environmental uh insult to to the brain to the body there's toxins somewhere and they found that pesticides pesticides on golf courses you know are are actually suspect you know so I usually tell my, my uh, golfers, make sure you get in an infrared sauna, you know, do things that help you, you know, detox, do some body brushing, do, you know, make sure you're drinking enough water, you know, things along that line, because I'm not going to tell somebody not go out and play golf, you know, they're outside, they're doing something healthy. It's, it's wonderful, you know, but do some things that can, that can help you mitigate, you know, having those extra pesticides, you know, in your body. Yeah, my hubby had a, a friend of his who had a habit of, uh, this gentleman has passed away, he had a habit of he'd get his, his uh, golf ball and he would like lick it. Like, no, why? Wait. That's a habit. Lick yeah, it? Like, uh, like, yeah. And then put it down, right? So, yeah, ew. But anyway, <laughs> but he did. And he actually did die from Parkinson's, you know? And it's like, um, now I don't know. You know, that's not the biggest, most accurate study in the world, but you, you should know. have just bought a brand new one and licked the heck out of it. There you go. It's just that's it. That's but it. Anyway, we I'm all bad. Have habits, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> that's interesting. Hey, it's it's all good. So, so I, I have yeah. a, I have an important one. I know that we, we we talked a little bit about functional medicine, neurofeedback. I noticed that you that you also do brain mapping. So when you're mm-hmm. when you're utilizing brain mapping which you can kind of go into that. Does that function everything with not just the functional medicine, but the neurofeedback and also the brain map? Because I know the brain mapping shows where the pain's at, I believe, what Mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. Could could you talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that? Because I think it's important. Brain mapping, a lot of people don't know about how awesome it is and what it does in its function. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And I do a I do a 30 minute report of findings with all my patients that get a brain map because, uh, you know, the information we get from it is is incredible. Like I can look at at a brain map and go, oh, this area here is slow because what it does is we put these little nodes you know, uh, we put a cap on mm-hmm. and we're going to look at the frontal lobe, the central, we're going to look at the parietal, we're going to look at the temporal, and we're going to see, we look at four brain waves. We look at alpha, uh, delta, theta, and beta. Mm-hmm. And we look to see, are those brain waves balanced or are some too high, some too low? What area are they high or low in? And based on that, we can basically say, oh, you're probably having this, this, and this symptom. And so example, if a patient comes in, they're like, yeah, I'm having trouble with memory, right? Um, well, I'm going to be thinking I'm probably something's going to be going on in the frontal lobe, you know, and sure enough, you know, we'll see the delta will be really high or we'll see, you know, we'll see different things going on and we can connect it to the symptoms that they've got. Um, I can look at another part and go, oh man, this is really slow right here. Usually when I see that, I am going to think thyroid 
So I'm going to want to run some blood to check to see, okay, is our metabolism going? Is that part of what's, what's going on? Right. Um, we can see anxiety and depression. We can see the alpha and theta beta wave switch. So I can literally like that seven-year-old kid or eight-year-old kid, I can actually go, yes, I can see this on here. Yes, it's there. So what are we going to do? And then with neurofeedback, we can directly target. All right, let's say we've got somebody with anxiety and or depression. Um, we can directly target that area with the neurofeedback so we can get the brain waves to balance. And what's beautiful about it is, um, I, it's funny because I'll have folks come in and I always ask them, so what do you know, know about neurofeedback? And I, I think 99.9% .9 go nothing. <laughs> we are here because so-and-so told us to come right. see you. And so I go, well, first of all, it, let me explain a little because it doesn't change your personality. It doesn't force anything. It just basically what we do is we take this software now, you know, we, now we have the brain map. We know what protocol we want because now let's say we're going to target anxiety, depression. So we're going to work on that. And we give the patient glasses, their photic glasses, and they basically watch a movie. Now, we hook, up, we hook them up to the software. The software is not zapping their brain. The software is not changing anything per se. It's kind of monitoring, you know? And if their brain waves go off while they're watching the movie, the software is like, oh, no, 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 no. And it makes the screen darken a little bit. So you kind of have to sit up and pay attention, you know? So you're like, huh, okay, all right. And then when you beh behaves, it lightens it again. So then you sit back and you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, darker. Okay. Lighter. Okay. Darker, lighter, darker. And I know when I first did it, I was like, Oh man, my brain must be jacked because <laughs> it was getting dark a lot. And, um, but, it, and, and the next thing I remember was like, I was a little tired that day, the first time I did it. And then I started noticing, look at all the colors. And I was like, wow, look at all the detail. And I started noticing anxiety was going away. And I had, I had jumped horses for years and I had like four different concussions. So, you know, that's what really got me going, oh, I have one brain, you know, I really need to take care of it. I like it. <laughs> we're good friends, yeah, we're good friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, so it was one of those things that we, we, you know, that was my experience with it. So I usually share that with patients because they're like, oh, so we'll, we'll hook them up into the, the, uh, you know, things and they'll watch the movie. And over time, we watch their brain train. It's kind of like we just nudge it. We go, come on, come on, come on. And oftentimes the, the uh, you know, the changes that we make are permanent, which is great. You know, it's great. Once in a while, I'll get somebody who wants to come back and go, hey, can I do more? And it's like, sure. I mean, it's never going to hurt you to do more. Um, you know, I train regularly and it's, it's awesome. But without the brain map, I think, you know, you're really at a great disadvantage because that brain map gives us so much information, you know, on what the brain waves are doing in what part of the brain. And it gives us some really good hints and clues as to, is there something else going on in the body that we might want to treat concomitantly? And, um, and therefore, you know, if you can just address everything, they get better faster and they stay better. And that's, that's the goal. Right? I've seen, I've seen people that have done the brain mapping. Mm -hmm. I mean, depending, each person's different on how many sessions you do. I know that for a fact. Right, right. Everyone's right. different. So, you know, not, not in not one patient, they're all, not they're all the same. But what I've noticed is there was this one, uh, a doctor that tried it for the first time and he had, and he was just baffled because 
he did only like one session and the next morning he said, I have not slept in 10 years. Oh, wow. I mean, I've been in so much pain. So oh, wow. So, yeah. In his back. And so he was yeah. asleep for 10 years, just off and on. And he said, he goes, my normal morning is waking up and he goes, and I'm a doctor. I'll wake mm-hmm. up. I'll take three ibuprofen. Oh, I'll take two shots of, uh, of espresso. And oh, wow. yeah, I know a doctor. I'm like, wow. And so right. what was interesting, he said, he goes, he started crying. He goes, this is the first time. I've never, he goes, I actually, he goes, I dreamt for the first time. And I was, he goes, when I was dreaming, I was in the ocean with dolphins. I'm like, oh my gosh. So the point is, this is, this is powerful. And I, and I, people need to grasp that. Not just that, but like anxiety, uh, depression. And a lot of people don't realize what this also does. If you have had a, we'll say a bad childhood or something that has been very disruptive in your life that has affected you to where you're at. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, mm-hmm. It helps with that majorly. Oh, sure. So, I mean, sure. How, and, and how does it do that? I don't understand. So if there's something that's connecting, there's already a groove in my brain that is mm-hmm. showing that there's pain here. I don't, mm-hmm. how would you explain that? Or could you? Well, <laughs> the brain is, Okay, well, pain is kind of an, in- <laughs> that's a whole different, that's an animal in, uh, in and of itself. I know how you're, so, I can't say it in 15 seconds, Mark, I'm sorry. No, no, no. And pain, pain is not just subjective, okay? But it is also emotional, okay? okay? In fact, pain is emotional, okay? And everybody has different thresholds, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at pain, it's like, and, and, and the brain is not, linear per se, or at least I don't right. think of it that way. I think of it as like, you know, A plus B doesn't always equal C. That's the way right. it goes this way and around and crossways and backways. And there you go equals that over there, you know? And it's like when we're training somebody, if we're not seeing results, even though it seems like that protocol should work, we're like, well, let's come in the back door. Let's, let, let's work on this over here then. Let's work on this over there. It's like PTSD is similar, right? I have, I have patients now coming in you know, with everything going on with COVID and uh, this one gal really had lost everything. Right. Right. And um, she came in and yes, there was anxiety and depression, but PTSD showed up and that made sense. Now she wasn't off at war. Right. But um, so that's an emotional component, right? So just like pain is, has an emotional component to it. So does PTSD, so does anxiety, depression, and the whole thing. And so when you balance out those brain waves, it just helps. Now, don't ask me how the emotional component and the actual physical part of the brain works, because that is much more quantum physics. And that gets that's way cool to study and to read. But um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf does a fabulous job of explaining, I think it was a switch on my brain. I think that was the name of her first book. And if you haven't read that book, oh, you need to check that one out. You need to check that one out. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So she goes into the quantum physics of our thought processes right. and how it affects the physical aspect of our brain. So, you know, we're, we're, we deal with a couple of different things, mm-hmm. you know, in that, in that regard. So it's amazing how it can rewire what has been wired. So when I say that, as you, you have, if you had a bad childhood, people don't realize that 
there's a, there's a, I call it like a line in your brain that's saying, Hey, emotional, mm-hmm. this is pain. Mm-hmm. Not realizing mm-hmm. that you can iron that out and get that fixed. And a lot of people mm-hmm. think, well, this is just, you know, Hey, this is my ax. I got to live with it. Still realizing it's not yours. It's not like you went into the store to go purchase mm-hmm. it. You know, like I'm going to go buy mm-hmm. a bottle of soda and we don't realize that we can change. The sad part about this is, is oh, that yeah. a lot of doctors out there are saying, you know, it is what it is. Take these pills. Now, I'm not against pills, but go for it. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, it's like um, one of the things that I did, and I think I had told you this earlier, but um, I had a shoulder injury and oh, yeah. I had three tears in my shoulder and I had an MRI, I had three tears. I'm like, well, that sucks. And I have good toys here. So I had laser, I had chiropractic, I had, you know, did all of that. And um, three months later, you know, did an MRI, no more tears, but I still had pain. So I'm like, okay, that's a brain thing, right? It's like, like a mountain, right? It's like a mountain where the snow melts, and it kind of goes down this groove, and it goes down this one groove. And the more it goes down this groove, it's an addition. Right. And so it's like, I had this pattern, like my brain's like, yeah, you move your shoulder, it's supposed to hurt. Right? I'm like, well, no. And we had an argument. <laughs> I'm like, no, it shouldn't hurt. And yes, it does. <laughs> so um, I was talking to uh, this gal and she says, well, we got this, this, if you train at 80 hertz, put an IR glasses up on top of your head, train at 80 hertz, that helps with pain. And I thought, sure. So I did it. The next morning I got up and it's like, I went to turn the light on. I was like, it's gone. How cool is that? You know, the pain was gone. And it was, it was a brain issue. At that point, it was not the physical tissue. It was an actual brain issue. It's like, instead of going down that same groove of every time you move your shoulder, you know, let's turn right. And just now we have a new pattern. Now we have a new pattern and I can move and I don't have to be in pain. Right. So it's yeah, amazing. Pretty cool. You know, you know, what's cool about what you said, there was this other person that Actually, it was a doctor, and, and um, I went to a seminar, and he was so amazed how it took away certain things that he struggled with for years. And he made a joke about it. He goes, yeah, I don't want to take everything away because it worked that good. He goes, uh-huh. I go, I go, so what do you mean by that? He goes, well, you know, there's certain things that I just want things to be taken away, you know, uh, you know, so I want to be careful what buttons I push. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm like, so uh-huh. what's cool about that, though, what you, you're hitting on? There's a lot of people that have certain struggles in their life, whatever it may be. My struggle might not be yours and vice versa. Everyone's got a struggle. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. it be smaller. Right. I don't know. I eat too many Doritos. I don't but my point is, is that it's funny how this brain mapping can help you with addiction, which a lot of people don't talk about ADHD, mm-hmm. ADD. I mean, mm-hmm. big time on those. I know that. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that? Well, I think it goes along with the same, the same theory, right? Uh You know, um, when I'm dealing with my gut brain connection, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, ADD, ADHD, those kids, I see infection all day long and food sensitivities all day long, and not to beat up on gluten, but 90% of them or more are going to be gluten sensitive, right? So I know right off the bat that I'm going to address that. Okay. And then we do the training where what we're doing is we're helping the brain make healthier connections. Right. And that's what the neurofeedback does is it helps the brain make some healthier connections. 
so that it balances it out and it brings down those oftentimes you're going to see the oh my god high delta waves you know all you know and that's a really interesting wave when that gets really high in the front that's that like man you feel like you got that brain fog you know and i see that a lot with with that was my problem because i had had so many concussions and i see that a lot so i really understand that feeling where it's just like you almost like it's like thick and it's very anxious because your your brain's having to work so hard to just get the information you know it was and that's why for me when i did neurofeedback i was like oh, look at the colors oh, look at the detail and it was like my brain could go oh god thank you jesus wow. <laughs> she finally did something right for us you know oh, i gosh. can just you know i can breathe i can just like oh. I can breathe. I can do what I'm supposed to do now without having to fight through all this. Right. And, you know, whether it, it comes from food, whether it comes from an injury, a concussion, whether it comes from, you know, the, the list can go on and on and on and on and on, you know, but the one thing about, you know, like the medication for the AD, uh, uh, attention deficit disorders is they have shown that it, their brain, if that you start them on and they're young and you keep them on there, their brain will never fully develop to its capacity. Wow. You know, which is something that, you know, I would tread lightly with, you know, and I, you know, I mean, and I do understand that some of those kids can just be bouncing off the walls, you know, um, but it's one of those things that it's like, you know, let, let, I've got one now that their doctor's trying to help them come off of it and they're having a harder time with it. So that's why we're doing the neurofeedback to kind of help support that and see if we can get them to the point they can, they can come off of it, you know? And um, so, you know, again, different for everybody. No, I, I love this. This is a great topic. And, you know, uh, number one, I just want to say thank you so much for being here on our show. Our, our passion is to get what you what you're passionate about to get this out into the hemisphere, everywhere where you're at, especially everyone. Mm -hmm. I just want to let everybody know something right now. There's a $95 special going on. It's unbelievable. It's a new patient special, which includes a brain math, a consultation guys. This is cool. The doctor and you, you get a consultation, not only with the doctor, with Dr. O'Keefe uh, and, and staff, but you get two neurofeedback sessions. That's like unbelievable. I'm actually shocked. I'll fly down there just for that. You <laughs> it's know, worth it. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Yeah. I had to throw that other guy. Yeah. It's only $95. Yeah. A it's worth a cup of coffee. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nowadays it is, you know, you, you throw a double latte, you know, whatever. Oh, pretty but, much. Yeah. But to get your yeah. life on track, to get your life on track, you know, um, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much. And everybody out there in internet land, absolutely. I need you guys to all do me a favor, smash the like button, share this. Let me explain. Our focus is to help. If we can just help one person, that's great. But here's the cool mm -hmm. thing. You might not have any problems, but I can guarantee you somebody in your family or your friend does. Make sure that you share this, put this on your social media because we're focused on helping people. The website is here on the video and also the phone number. And Dr. O'Keefe is here to help and her, her staff. And uh, this is what she does. She's passionate about getting you, that if you're off track, get, getting you on track. The neurofeedback is unbelievable. Today we talked about the gut. And what's great about this is that neurofeedback with functional medicine and with this brain mapping, it's like you have a whole threesome here, right here. It's, you can't have one mm -hmm. without the other, you know, mm -hmm. so. But um, before we leave, Dr. O'Keefe, what's one thing you'd like to t say to your audience and the people that, of course, they're going to see this video, they're going to come on in? 
Well, you know, you've only got one you, right? And who's going to take care of you but you, right? And at some point, you know, we can't just give our give our health off and say, hey, if it wasn't good for me, the government would stop it. Nah, that's uh, not true. It's not their job. Yeah, it's not their it's job, not job, right? To take care. It's your job, right? So, you know, if you want to be healthy, it's your job to to figure out what you have to do to take care of this beautiful gift, you know, that you've been given. I love it. And thank you so much for being on the show. You are a blessing. And Dr. O'Keefe is ready to help bless others. Have a, have a, a great one, everyone. And uh, thank you so much, thank Dr. O'Keefe.